0: a podcast brought to you by Energy Live News. In this episode, Energy Live News editor Sumit Bose spoke with Matt Allen, the CEO of Pivot Power, as they discussed the lessons that can be learned from adapting to coronavirus and how these can be applied on the road to net zero. Uh, Matt, first of all, how are you? How, How are things? Everyone hopefully is safe and okay?
1: Doing all right. Um, yeah, we are transitioning, pivoting—dare I say—into um, what is becoming the new normal. Um, so, all doing well. Hope, hope same from your side.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had to move sort of nine ten staff. <laughs> how did you go about? You know, first of all, let's just go to that moment when the when the prime minister said you need to do home working. Uh, what were your first thoughts, and how did you go about? Moving staff out the office, looking at how your business would carry on in this new weird world of lockdown.
1: Um, it was a relatively smooth one. I think that there was you know, some expectation and lead up um, to that announcement that it was going to be taking place. I think the other piece that made it a little bit easier is, is you know we have staff that are on site for our two first two projects, uh, Cali and Kemsley. Um, But for the office based staff, um, you know, it was it was pretty much expected. I went in the day after just to grab monitors, grab desks, grab keyboards and did a bit of a whip around and was a bit of a delivery service for the team to make sure that they could, you know, uh, continue to work productively.
0: Where are you now? Tell me how the business is working. How are you? sort of running things right now? I mean, is it all remotely? Have you got people because you have critical systems that are out there, you have assets? Talk me through how, how you're coping with the situation now as a business.
1: So um, obviously for the for the first two projects, um, we do, those are continuing to move along. Um, we've appointed balance of client contractors, um, you know, sales coming from Korea Um, You know, assembly of uh, the containered solutions coming from China. So, those are all moving in the right direction. Um, We will actually be on site in anger over the coming weeks. I think it will be interesting to see what are deemed as, you know, critical projects um, and if people will continue to be able to go on site. But uh, I think the expectation is that. You've kind of got a plan for business as usual, um, be prepared for disruption, and I think that's exactly what we're doing. Um, but we are pleasantly surprised, as I think everybody is, is how productive we actually can be um, in these remote situations.
0: So, yeah. Um, yeah. Your job as a boss has got to be, number one, safety of your staff. So if you do have people that have to go out on site, if you do have this you know, manufacturing that has to go on, how you how are you making sure that your staff is safe? What are you what are protocols are you starting to put in?
1: Well, with the the core team, kind um, of as expected, we do have a lot of subcontracting that is taking place. Now, those subcontractors, um, while they may not be full time members of our our team, um, you know, from a humanitarian humanitarian standpoint, you need to make sure that people are looked after. Yeah, um, we will continue to follow. Um, guidelines, uh, you know, government-issued guidelines. I think the benefit of now being part of you know much, much larger organization in EDF and EDF Renewables specifically, um, is that you know we're able to kind of follow the protocol of, of what they're doing. And they they've been really impressed with how seriously you know they have taken this. Um, and I'm sure that many other businesses are doing the same, and I can only speak for, for EDF, but we've been really, really pleased and we'll continue to follow. You know, those guidelines that come, you know, from the government, but also kind of are issued by EDF um, at the at the corporate level.
0: When you're a boss, you have to make tough decisions. <laughs> and you have to plan. I mean, if you have, I'll be amazed. But did you ever see this coming?
1: We did not. Um, I mean, I think we had some inkling that the impact, you know, we all read the news, obviously. Yeah. But um, with the, the containerized solutions that were coming from, uh, Wuhan uh, in China with uh, Voxilla um, as our, our provider, we had some indications pretty early on in, in late January that there were going to be some disruptions um, to that delivery. So, right, so this is actually it was,
0: your, your supply chain was coming from Wuhan, the center of where it all started. Wow.
1: So there was already some expectation that clearly COVID was going to impact our business in some capacity. I don't think we had any idea. Uh, to what extent um, i don't think anybody did at the end of end of january um but i think we were starting to gear up for it um, but uh, hand on heart definitely not prepared um so we are we have transitioned nicely um you know we are still catching up as a team and we've had these brilliant hilarious zoom uh you know pubs we download yeah. the off of our local pub uh, in Shoreditch. And, and we've been able to keep this chemistry the team and morale high. And yeah. I think that's been hugely important, hugely important.
0: How do you lead remotely? Quite tricky, isn't it? It,
1: it is. I think one of the things that I've <clears throat> kind of really suggested is this is, you know, what we're doing right now. This is, this is the water cooler. Um, you know, pick up the phone, press a button and connect. And we can have scheduled meetings, which we obviously do. We check in as a team to kick off the week on on Monday and to wrap up uh, the week on Friday. Then we have our virtual hub to stay in contact. But, you know, the calendar does not need to dictate um, how we interact because it doesn't dictate how we interact in the office. Um, So I think it's and it's it's been great to see. I mean, it can be content relevant to the business it can be just connecting with people and having you know an informal conversation but i think that's been something that you know we and my two co-founders we've really been trying to promote um looking after each other and keeping morale high and um yeah that's that's really all you can do in these situations
0: yeah um what do you think you've learned so far and you know we may be in this for several months to come but often a learning curve is very very steep to begin with and then you know more things happen and, and they sort of flattens off. But you know, what have you learned initially about yourself as a boss and, and about your business by having to do this completely alien thing that's happened to all of us?
1: Well, I it it's funny. I mean, you referred to me as the boss, I man. I refer to myself as the chief coffee maker. <laughs> um as <laughs>
0: good coffee, Matt. That's the main thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um I think it, it's I well, we've met a couple times. I'm mm-hmm. a self-admitted extrovert. Um, I love connecting with people. I love seeing people. I found myself walking around Hopemom and looking for a conversation with a squirrel. Um, but I think it's you know I miss I miss the Pivot Power family. Yeah, uh, that's I, the thing, isn't it? And it's it's been great, and it, it's it's kind of filled this void a bit to have these virtual pub things. But it's like, man, I really miss seeing these people laughing with these people, having a great time. Um, I think from a, a personal standpoint, um, I have a complete new appreciation of raising a six-year-old boy and a four-year-old daughter, which I only get to do on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. Um, now I'm involved. I, in the lead-up to this at our son's school during drop-off, I saw more dads than I've ever seen. There were some dads. This isn't judgmental. That were dropping off their kids for the first time. Okay, is this the yeah. right school? Is, is the right this school? Is this where you go? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. How does this work? How do I do? I sign something. And I think that there's been this entire rebalancing and reappreciation of all this. I've put my kids to bed and had dinner with them every night mm. for the last. It's been amazing. Yeah. Um, I been here and been able to to continue to work and, and that's been great but um, yeah part of me wants to be downstairs I could hear them right now. So, um, so do I, you
0: think that'll change the way you're going to be as a boss once this is all gone? Because it, it's changing us as people isn't it? It's interesting.
1: It is it is and I think it's also you know interesting I've never really liked to work from home because yeah, me too. Worlds, once Where's the separation between work and home? Yeah, and um, and so now in this room, in the confines of this room, I will probably allow myself to work um, once we go back to you know normal, whenever that is, and I can have dinner with my kids and put them to bed and then come back to work. I will make sure that it stays in this room and it never comes out of this room. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of you know tape on the door that makes that very clear. But um, yeah, I, I think that. I hope we don't go back to the way things were. And previously. this
0: is this is an interesting point. <clears throat> how do you think the energy sector has coped? And secondly, what do you think this will do to us when we come out of it? Which we will, and hopefully the sooner the better, but we will come out of this. What do you think the energy sector's how it's performed? Because... We've been designated the sector as key workers. I say we, but we cover it. But you know, you guys have been designated key workers. Everyone now needs their power. Everyone's working from home. You see the importance of networks to supply hospitals and you know uh, supermarkets, all of that sort of stuff. How do you think the energy sector has coped with this crisis?
1: I I saw the notes um, conversation you had uh, with the gentleman the other day. Mm. I mean, I think that new uncertainty is a new normal. I mean, there's an argument to be made that. You know, the energy sector in the UK and a lot of other countries have have been in an uncertain environment for a long time, mm-hmm. um, You know, without a very clear energy strategy and a direction of travel. Um, so I think that we were somewhat uh, prepared. That's, that's probably a bit of a strong statement. But we have been in a world of kind of uncertainty. um I think that I can't speak on behalf of many other industries, you know, retail, hospitality. Um, I mean, look at some of those just decimated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that we've been able to, to kind of keep the wheels on the road and, and so on. And there is a lot that can be done remotely. Um, I, you know, what are we going to take away from it? I think it'll be more kind of personal anecdotes as individuals. Um, you know, we're in the middle of looking for new office space, and it has actually made us rethink as we move into you know E.D.F. Renewables offices together. Does everybody need a desk? Yeah, absolutely. Um, will there be more flexible working um, that that accommodates a better work-life balance, um, and also maybe better you know from a cost you know standpoint? Yeah. Do we need a desk for every single person? Now there becomes a Um, hygiene, health and safety element to this as well, which obviously um, we will need to continue. I don't know. And there's a lot of interesting things like, will we go back to shaking hands and some of these um, norms now been taken away from us and it makes us wait, why do we shake hands when we meet people? Um, (laughs) That's kind of an interesting, I don't know. um, But I think that, you know, personally, I was just mentioning previously, I live in Clapham under a flight path uh, going into Heathrow, walking around, and you know, you get used to it. But going back to normal, I am going to notice this noise along with road uh, traffic uh, more than ever. So, yeah, I think the transition back may be difficult in some aspects. And, And I suppose what I want
0: to end with is, you know, Once we come out of this, which may be six months, maybe less than time, let's hope it is, but we're actually having a very weird experiment in reducing emissions. We're having a weird experiment on this pathway to net zero right now. And everyone's Mm seeing the stuff about how clean the air is, how things are happening. Do you think this, this has shown one thing that actually humans can, and I'm not just gonna say the energy sector, but when we have to, we can react very quickly and what we used to think should take ages weeks months years even decades could happen yeah. much quicker and what lesson can we learn from covid that we can take towards this net zero pathway
1: absolutely i mean before this happened you know this transition to electric vehicles you know electrification transport you look at these pictures you know of, of downtown new york um you know in 1910 and then in 1920 not a horse to be seen and we made that transition which required a significant amount of infrastructure. There were no kind of roads, pavement, and, and so on, um, and that happened in an incredibly accelerated pace. So, there are many, many other examples of how quickly we can drive change and make that adoption. Some of the, you know the biggest bottleneck in this you know whole sector and this whole transition, uh, from my standpoint, is you know the, the the power infrastructure to scale one megawatt, two megawatt, three megawatt, and so on. And that's a big part of the pivot power proposition, um, is looking to address that and providing that scalable power infrastructure over time. Um, but uh, look, we do need to, and we've made these declarations. You know, coming from 2040 to 2035, that's great. I think economics will take over way before then um, and make sure that this you know transition happens. But I, you know, not naive here. The the impact at a household level and from a balance sheet of a company, this transition of your household vehicle or your fleet of of vans, buses, whatever that may be, may be slowed by the economic impact. And Do you try to get more out of your existing combustion engine vehicle? With the price of petrol coming down and forecasted to continue to come down, um, will the economics not Stack up as quickly as they were expected to. So, interesting. You know, there are some, some things that may depress um, the transition, um, but it is absolutely the direction of travel. There's, there's no question about that at all.
0: Thank you so much for your time. Stay safe, and um, you know, wish you all well through all, all this.
1: You the same. Thanks, last man.